There once was a woman, a host with the most, with plenty of Coca-Cola for a holiday toast. She headed out to share a Coke with friends in town, but outside the door was a gift on the ground. So she reached inside and read the letter. Have a Coke, old friend, because together tastes better. This season, say thank you to family, friends, or neighbors by sharing an ice-cold Coke. Because sharing brings us together, and we know together tastes better. Pick up a Coke at your nearest Dutch's shops and share it today. Hi, everyone. We're two girls. We're bored, and this is Suddenly Grown. We're in our last year of college, so if you're in your early 20s, finishing high school, or in college and you just want to buy, stick around. However, if you're also significantly older and you just want to get into the minds of some 20-year-old women, but in a non-creepy way, come ahead and join us. Yeah. Yeah. Thank uh, you so much for lending us your ears this (laughs) week. Um, I'm sorry we didn't have an episode for you last week. But also, I want you to know that we sat down with the intention of recording. We did. And then we realized that we were spewing a bunch of crap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just, if you don't vibe with what we already post on the internet. You were not going to vibe with that episode. Mm -mm. It was just, it was dumpster fire. And (laughs) it is in the recycling bin on my laptop where it belongs. Oh my God. Yeah, that was a pretty bad episode. We tried really hard to, we did like three takes, but it just wasn't flowing. And I guess, don't force it. I guess this is a hobby, y'all. I'm not about to lose (laughs) over a hobby. But we're back, um, and we're really yeah. excited about what we're talking about this week. This week we, is going to be all about civic responsibility, and I think... Oh my god, you made it sound so horrible. This week is about civic responsibility. <laughs> okay, let me rephrase that, sorry. Yes, So this please. week we're going to talk about voting. Oh, Jesus. Um, let me do that, it. Let me do it. I'll do it. I'll do okay, it. All right, guys. So y'all know that the election is next week. And we had a completely different it's episode tomorrow. that we wanted to. What? <gasps> oh, yes. Tomorrow. We're recording. Yes. But yes, it's tomorrow. Yes. But we're recording a week before. But, no, um, wait, live. The election is now. November 3rd is the last what? day. November 3rd is when the election ends. You're confusing people for no reason. All right. We are recording on like Wednesday of the week before, the day before the election. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. We wanted to. Have, we had an original plan where we weren't going to talk about election stuff because, to be completely honest, I didn't want to talk about politics. She didn't want to talk about politics. We're pretty sad. I'm sure a lot of you know that um, Amy Coney Barrett, Barrett, Bonnet, Amy, what's her Amy, name? Amy Coney Barrett. Mm-hmm. Well, she is like the new Supreme, a new Supreme Court justice, and like, honestly, it made me pretty sad. Like, and I never, it's not that I don't often feel sad by things that I see in the news or politics, but this was new for me. I think we feel a heightened sense of responsibility because as I was trying to say earlier, Mm -hmm. this is the first presidential election in which we are voting. Yeah. Um, Which means that we are, we're just, first of all, incredibly excited that we like filled out our ballots. We dropped it off. Um, yeah, we, we we are doing our civic responsibility. We are I know what doing what are citizens now. are supposed to do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like when we were during the last presidential election, it was like 2016, and we were seniors in high school. And I feel like you know when you're a senior, 
kind of the way we feel now. It's like there's a transition. You're supposed to be an adult in like a couple of months. And we felt kind of stuck. Like we are seeing what's happening in the news. We're hearing that millennials need to show up. This feels like a monumental election, yet we're not able to participate in it. Back then, politics was a spectator sport. It's not anymore. Yes, yes, it's really not anymore. You have to be all gung-ho about it or else you don't have an opinion. (laughs) But, and, and now... Now that we get the chance to actually vote and do stuff, I never, I didn't realize how real it was. Like the responsibility falls on us if this doesn't go well, you know. And even if it mm-hmm. does go well, whatever we vote for, that there's an impact to it. People's lives Absolutely. are and it's not even like like the the federal election, the presidential election aside. And I'm not even talking about governor or yeah. even state legislature. Like even the mm-hmm. amendment and the referendums that we're voting for within our county that's something that it is our responsibility to read up on that and make sure that that the change that is being initiated within our community that we were that we made an educated choice when we were filling out that ballot that we didn't just be like oh this is who I'm voting for for president and who cares about the rest yeah because I I literally was talking to my parents and I was like okay so like ready to vote can I go drop off your ballot and my parents are like yeah yeah we vote blue and then the rest of them we don't we don't like think about them. like excuse me mm-hmm. what about the judges what about the, the superintendent what about all the referendums the amendments that are like there literally I, I caught this information about changing police reform in King County and I was like what this is something yeah, the, that the amendment amendment five and, five and six yeah yeah because i've been okay so i've been seeing those signs around town everywhere and i was like what is amendment five and i've been six? like i was like we have amendments mm-hmm. i'm like what is it referring to because that's not the amendment five and six in the bill of rights and then no i realized that there are amendments on my ballot which was yes i i was incredibly misinformed or not even misinformed just uninformed about just, that just uninformed and so imagine like if you didn't do I honestly thought that we live in a pretty progressive area. And then I was seeing like signs against police reforms in mm-hmm. where we live. And I was seeing signs because you also like the referendum 90 in Washington is to get sex education, like make it standardized across the street. I've never, I haven't seen one thing to say yes, vote for referendum, referendum, referendum 90. <laughs> I haven't yeah, seen one. Because- um, for those of you that don't know, within King County, referendum ninety is it's, basically it's Washington State, I think. Oh, sorry, yes, within Washington yeah. State, it's a um, it is for having comprehensive sexual education, mm-hmm. um, within schools, and I I'm guessing like if you support referendum ninety, you're not going to put a law and sign about it, but if you feel strongly about sex education being taught within the classroom, mm-hmm. then you're you're probably going to go yeah, out and purchase a law and sign. Interesting yeah. segue on lawn signs. My sister and I last weekend, I, I, yeah. I, I took a video, I'll send it to you later. Um, we were driving to, we, we were driving to uh, the store. My sister needed some new sweaters. So I, was, uh, I took her shopping, which we haven't done in months. So we were driving and I went through, um, you know, when you get to the boonies of our town? <laughs> when, <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, the way you can tell, is I, I was I was trying to avoid traffic so I went through some back roads and I was like it was a pretty drive you know it's fall yeah. I was just trying I just really wanted to look at the trees yeah but 
you know you've gotten to the boonies of our town when you start seeing the cult signs? Um, so I see them and I'm definitely not in the boonies. <laughs> well, yes, but you see them on public property, right? You don't yes. see, like, no one put the cult sign in there on their lawn, yeah. So, yeah, no, this is, like, where people were putting it on their private property, like, people were purchasing the signs. To where it, it says their, cult, uh, make America great again. Cult mm-hmm. and no, Trump, no, no. make America it's not great make, again. And then it's the cult sign, and then usually the uh-huh. people that had the cult sign would take it one step further. And of have the, the Trump sign that said, keep America great, which I didn't oh, actually okay. realize his tagline changed. I didn't know it was like because it used to be MAGA, right? Make America Great Again, and now yeah. keep America great. So, with the two hundred and fifty thousand people that have passed because of this coronavirus, this is a, a great America. So okay. Thank besides you, thank you. the point, I'm just we played a game yeah. where we were like, how many cult signs can we see? Gosh. And By the time we get to the store, we passed thirty-five. What? It was a 25-minute wow. drive. Wow. And, but but and, if we saw a sign that was bigger than a standard standard lawn sign, we'd give him three points instead of one yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. He deserves three points. They deserve um, three points for that one. And then there was this intersection near the store where there were um, there were Trump supporters not wearing masks. And, like, it was, like, a very busy intersection. And every uh, single corner, like, you know, all four corners of the sidewalk, yeah. Three of them were occupied by people waving Trump um, signs, which, like, I mean, they can in do what they want. Town? Like, they have in our town, in the next town over. Okay, but, yeah. I mean, power to them. They can do whatever they want. They have the right to do that. It's public property. No, I mean, I'm except just, what bothered it's... me is that none of them was wearing a mask. And what bothered me on top of that is that we live in a very liberal area. So while they yeah. were protesting. Everyone was honking their horn at them, and I was freaking out because I did not realize what was happening. And I was like, "What is yeah. going on?" What's happening? I thought people yeah. were honking at me, and then I realized they were honking at the at the, the, the culprits. And then yeah. there was I love high school students. The fourth corner was not occupied by the Trump supporters. That yeah. was students that I'm guessing they look like they were teenagers. I'm guessing they saw the Trump supporters. They went home and they came back with climate change and Black Lives Matter signs. Oh, I love Trump. I literally dumped Dengue. I love Dengue for that. And they were like, <laughs> there were probably like, I want to say all of the Trump supporters were, they were fairly old. None of them were marrying masks. Mm-hmm. And they were all probably like mid to late 40s. Um, and then it was like one section that was just teenagers and they were like three times as loud. Loud, yeah. As the Trump supporters. And wait, I'm not done. You don't understand. There's there's more. There were 20 trucks. Like, you know, like pickup trucks with the open back. Yeah, yeah. Uh People defaced their cars with spray paint that said Uh Trump and Culp and Hickey. And what? with signs coming out of the windows, and they would just drive up and down the street. It was a sight to behold. I'm like, y'all, I'm terrified of this election. I don't know if this is how every election is supposed to be, because this is my this is my initiation to U.S. politics, so I'm terrified. And, you know, like, I feel like people hearing this are like, oh, my God, these girls hate Republicans. I'm like, no, no, we don't hate no, Republicans. No, 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 like, we don't hate Republicans. We, like, it's interesting because I feel like Kids of immigrants were raised in a pretty liberal society, but most likely have parents that have pretty conservative views. It's just, Absolutely. I think our 
our political system has just gone to be so polarized and where it's one side is about morality with the other side is about Christianity and it's like which is not what it should be like that's which is not what it's supposed to be there were so many things wrong with the two-party system before it became an issue of ethics like yeah I don't really I feel like it is very recently I know ethics and morality have always existed between mm-hmm. in the debate between Republicans and Democrats, but Democrats, yeah, it is just. But this is just this is just off. I mean, a whole other level now. To be, and it's it's really funny, right? Because you'll watch like people on TikTok, Gen Zers for Biden, and I'm like Biden was the same man calling black people super predators, you know. Mm-hmm. So I love how we're rallying behind this old white dude to save us, even though he. <laughs> even though he's not going to do much he's just going to stop like i made this analogy the other day that for the last couple of years with like the trump presidency it's been feeling like you've been beat like someone's just beating at you every single day all all biden is going to do is stop beating you it's not going to heal it's not going to fix much it's just going to stop the beating and like stop the beating i think but you know something i've i've realized is how much like social media has had an impact on this election too like absolutely have when, you noticed uh, anytime what? you open instagram snapchat facebook snapchat. that facebook. stupid have you voted yet yeah have you you can't even exit out like it is there to stay you know what i prefer it that way but loki like when we were um when we were in high school we didn't see that like Mm-mm. i remember when snapchat was exclusively for nudes and Snapchat and Instagram was exclusively for like fall pictures of coffee, you know, with your coffee. Like it wasn't a place where you voice your political opinions. Like you did not voice your political opinions on social media because Absolutely politics is a private not. matter. Yeah. And you like were literally class, taught from a young age to be like, politics is taboo. It's not mm-hmm. socially acceptable to yeah. speak about politics in but when public did, settings. When did we? When did we become, like, what changed? Is it because of Trump that he opened this, like, floodgate of, like... I don't think so. I think part of it is, as society, we were trying, we're we're moving more and more towards, I think, started with millennials and just Mm -hmm. got amplified with the in-betweeners and with Generation Z. Um, (laughs) That's us, the in-betweeners. Yes, the in-betweeners. We identify (laughs) with the ones that were, that's being less stupid that week. Yeah, we're situational. <laughs> but, <laughs> situational. Um, but I feel like absolutely, like, as a society, we're moving towards individuals that are trying to be more understanding of what's going on um, mm-hmm. in the world and what's like the systems that we are a part of and how mm-hmm. those are working towards, the, like how those contribute to the problems that exist. Yeah. Um, and then part of it is also the fact that we're not 15 anymore. So we have... Okay we care about what's going on in the world outside of our little high school bubble no but i just i just find it kind of invigorating sometimes when i see young people like like vote and and not just not just voting but having conversations with their families like i never really understood how the power in it like i sat down with my parents and i was like this is why you need to vote for this this is why this thing is bad because honestly it's our job like our, like I don't know if anyone out there has parents, right? But in the communities that we come from, there is rampant, rampant ethnocentrism and racism. Mm-hmm. There is rampant homophobia. There is honestly classism, depending on, as well. And it's like 
for some reason, immigrants can understand that they're oppressed and they can understand their oppression, but they have a very hard time sometimes, like, um, being empathetic seeing that to in other people, yeah. seeing that in other people, yeah, and like it's definitely been interesting seeing like for example like some of my asian friends educating their parents seeing me educate my parents be like don't say that don't say this and this is like how you conduct yourself and this is why this is important like it might not matter for you but it impacts someone else's life and like and i think that's also a lot of um because you've seen those posts that it's like a vote for trump is a vote against me it's a vote against what i stand for like who i am as a person is that is that that's is that the rhetoric that used to be around voting before? It's like we don't know. We don't the know. The thing is, we we literally do not know. We the didn't first, leave. yeah, the first election, I, um, when Obama was being elected the first time, so in two thousand eight yeah. or two thousand seven, I guess November third, two thousand seven. Uh-huh. I was watching TV and my father put on the news and I was like, "Excuse me, I was watching TV." <laughs> I was like, "I, I love." I, I love the difference in our experiences. I was literally, I was sitting there and I was like, I, I don't want to watch this random dude. I was like, I don't want to watch because I literally, I didn't even understand what was about to happen. I didn't understand we the like, concept. Hey. And then my father obviously, like, he sat me down. He was like, look, this is what's happening. This is mm-hmm. the implications of it. And, and we're like, gonna watch it. Like, and he was like, yeah, we're gonna watch it. And I was like, but it's just red and blue. And I was like, there's more blue than there is red. Because like, blue is winning. <laughs> No, that's really funny because my experience was so different because I remember we were at family friends' houses. Like I, since that day, my parents have never gone anywhere else for for elections. We don't talk about elections, but like I feel like black people just felt a difference. Even at eight years old, I felt yeah. something, and I remember we were all sitting with like my aunts and uncles, and I mean not blood related, but you know aunts and uncles. Yeah, yeah aunts and uncles. And, when we realized that President Obama won, like, the shock, like, it was just, like, the silence that went in the room. I remember feeling that, right? And then I remember the same feeling eight years later when, like, Trump won, and I was actually watching that election alone, and the warmth I felt in 2008 was replaced by this chilling cold, like, what? Absolutely. I think I was watching the election alone as well, and... Mm-hmm. I remember, like, you and I were texting each other throughout the beginning part, wow. and then towards the end, we, ugh. yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't it, and, like, it was I, not it, I remember the, when we showed up at school the next day, and the, just the atmosphere at school was not, and you it could is. feel that amongst high school students, and I think that's mm-hmm. also what, it pushed a lot of people, right, because four years ago, we didn't feel like we could do anything, mm-hmm. and now we do, too. Right. And now a lot of us are like, let's be informed. Let's see. Because in the last four years, so much more has changed than just, you know, Trump being president. I think we've had more conversation about microaggressions, macroaggressions. We've had deeper conversations about race, police brutality in this country. Because mm-hmm. the, the Black Lives Matter movement started in 2015, 2016, too. We've had deeper conversations about the problems in this country. And like, like we've, those things have been brewing for the last couple of years. And like, I feel Absolutely. like it's exploding now. I I, was, I had a work meeting today and um my honestly my I realized that you know even if regardless of who the like you know who technically wins on the third that might not even be the real winner because all the votes might not be counted on the like in yeah. time because apparently like uh Republicans tend to vote um at the ballot drop you know they tend to 
go to the polling station and Democrats tend to mail in their ballots and you you count the polls the poll votes before you count in the mail-in ballot mm-hmm. which means that like we might not actually know who's president for a couple of weeks at most yeah, absolutely and I if you look at a map I, I think um, I read somewhere that states that are typically like blue states um they have mail-in ballots like washington state has mail-in ballots i actually don't even know if you can can you vote in person in washington state i have no idea we get you get a you get a a ballot even when you register so it's like automatic but the thing is in order that means you have to register before october 26th that's already passed yo so exactly I think so, you can still request it but you can yeah. still you can still register until November 3rd so I'm sure there is some sort of system to vote in person um it's mm-hmm. just most people vote via mail it's easy yeah. convenient your ballot literally comes to your home you something that you and I discovered when we voted in the midterm elections two yeah, years ago midterm elections, yeah um is so a ballot is not that easy to fill out. You have to sit down oh, and do absolutely. research on the referendums, on the amendments, on everything. So I'm here. I'm here paying good money for a college education, and I couldn't understand the wording on the ballot. And I felt like I honestly felt so stupid. I looked at my ballot and I was like, "What? What is this language?" And I had to Google it. And be like, "Layman's terms, please, bro." And we are and individuals like, who have been attending. Like we weren't born in this country, but we are U.S. citizens. No, we are naturalized. I took AP English. Parents. No, I didn't. But we I took AP English. English. No, we I didn't. I didn't take AP English. Learning English in the United States since kindergarten. And so like we are, we are fluent in the language. We're humanities majors. We read like yeah. philosophy and pretty thick stuff. And I was reading about like who is she? Like, and I, I, and I realized, wow. Can you imagine someone giving up? Can you imagine mm-hmm. someone maybe who doesn't have like, like who just would does not have like the language skills or who just isn't able to like, I, I, I really just feel like that is such a roadblock. Yeah, absolutely. I think back when, back when I was in high school, like I used to be like, you have to vote, you have to vote, and I honestly like I didn't understand. I was very much into the whole like, if you don't vote, you don't get to have an opinion, which I still agree with to some extent. But I didn't understand how difficult voting is and the nuances that go into it. Because first of all, like, we're so privileged to have voting, like, mail-in ballots because, yes, we get to sit at home, do the research. Because not going to lie, the primaries, I sat down and it took me, like, an hour and a half to research everything and, like, fill out my ballot as I was doing the research. And then you just mail it in or you drop it off. And the same for the, the election as well. But can you imagine the people that have to vote at a poll? What do they do? Well, yeah, I think they have to do their research beforehand. Honestly, I feel like they have to legitimately come in. Because you you always hear people say, make a plan to vote. And I didn't understand what that meant until I realized that, like, you might not be able to understand the wording and the terminology. And the, the, the pamphlet does not always help. Like, I actually had to go on my county's website to look at who approved who rejected, like, who approves, like, the amendment, who doesn't support the amendment, why? Because that was actually, like, better language than the actual text. Because it was like that's what I did as well. Mm-hmm. It was because like, sometimes there you don't a... even understand what saying yes or no would mean. No. Because mm-hmm. it, you know how, like, our county, I think they do a brilliant job where they say, approving this would mean, rejecting yes. this would mean. And it's I was like, mean. oh, that, that's, that's what I what needed. I mean. No, sometimes it's literally like, 
without the consent of the people, this happened to approve XBXYRZT. And I'm like, what is XBXYRZT? Like, I don't know what that legal document or the, what, what the thing you're talking yeah. about is. And like, I, I don't know. I just, that, that was honestly kind of discouraging. Like, I think there's a lot. <laughs> okay. Do you ever feel like when you're looking at this time, there are two ways that we can go? extremely hopeful route of like wow we're gonna make it it's gonna be great and also the potential for it to go really really poorly and like how do you keep hope alive in a situation like that especially this year in the middle of a pandemic absolutely I think part of the thing is something that you and I've actually been discussing is you and I for the past four years we're super into politics we have political discussions Mm -hmm. all the time I think we both love to read the news and we both love history so it, yeah. it works well. Like, it's something that we enjoy being engaged in, mm-hmm. but we never really had any emotional stake in what's yeah. happening until very recently. I would say within the past year, maybe even less than that, is mm-hmm. when I would see something happening in the news and have an emotional reaction to it because politics was something that was in the background for me previously. Mm-hmm. And similar to what you were saying, like after uh, the judge, uh, the Supreme Court justice being confirmed this week, this is the first time that I was like, this is one of the first times that I've been upset about a political decision. Yeah. Like it's different from, if this is different from like, for example, a protest or a social uprising for me, this is like an actual, like something, it's something I can't control. This is something that you indirectly control by not having had Trump as president. You see how the impact of it, he has appointed three justices in his, in his lifetime, three. And I think about how that sets a a precedent for the rest of these people's lives. And I, I think about the people I know who are, for example, on Medicaid and people I know that are like women, people I know that are trans, like everything about this woman. And I don't like, like, I struggle because at first I was like, she's a woman, but I'm like, wait a minute, she's a woman that Trump is selecting, which means that she's not a woman for women. And like, and the feminist argument aside, that's that's not even it. I think she's pushing an agenda that is against the working class people. Honestly, yeah, is what she's yeah, yeah. I I don't even want to talk about the specifics of this judge. I would I just want to. (laughs) I just want to mention that yeah. like, we come from such a privileged position in our lives where we, first of all, live in an area where we're insulated by all this. We're, in, we're insulated because we're, by our geographic location, our yeah, socioeconomic the Pacific Northwest. Um, but we have friends, we know individuals that will be affected by mm-hmm. decisions that could potentially be made um, within yeah. the next year or so. And it just, that hurts. And just seeing, like, mm-hmm. the implications that this could have for our country and the direction that our country is headed in, it just, yeah. it can be demoralizing at times. And I think one of the, one of the ways is to just use that as fuel to continue, like, grassroots organization and social justice. Yeah. But, like, I, sometimes I don't even know about that, too, because you saw what happened after, like the in june right after the bll movement and it's still happening it's like a lifetime mm-hmm. effort but the momentum is not the same and people have lost if not are not paying attention anymore and like politics and paying attention it's it's a constant thing it's a choice to pay attention and to educate Absolutely. yourself every day and like and sometimes i'm like how do you 
do that without letting your heart and your emotions get to it. You know, there was a girl in my class yesterday, and she's also black, and she was saying, no, I'm sorry, there was a woman in my class yesterday who said, it's hard, you know, as a black woman, looking at the news and not being filled with bitterness and resentment for the people around you. It's hard because you... You've just become accustomed to expecting all this bad. You become accustomed to expecting all of just the negativity. When you see something like this happen, you're like, oh, okay, that's just America. And I felt what she said, like, at my core. But then my professor, also a Black woman, um, like, maybe 50, 60 years old, she had the unique experience of, you know, having, like, her family having, like, had runnings with the KKK and, like, being alive during the women's liberation movement, being alive during, like, very prolific times in the history of Black people and still having the hope she does. And I think when I see this woman and I see her joy and I see the way she's, like, invigorated, I don't have the right to give up, you know? Because I'm 21 years old. Yeah, absolutely. We have only been engaged in politics for the last Last four years. Four or five years, yeah. this is not even... You and I have no intention of running for public office. We literally (laughs) know the bare... We know the bare minimum, and I will say it again, to do our civic duty as citizens. We know enough to vote and to have educated discussions with Mm -hmm. our peers, with our family members, to make sure that they are educated on what's going on. That we're all informed, yeah. Exactly. Like, I think at times, like, it can be incredibly demoralizing, but the best you can do is just pay attention to what's going on around you and... Just be nice. Honestly, be kind to each other. (laughs) I don't know. Is it it a bad thing? Like, I'm going to steal Ellen's, like, be nice. I don't know. But it's just because (sighs) the last couple of years have sucked. For a lot of people, not always us, not always us. Like I, I, I recognize that there are a lot of families that have struggled and who see this outlook and who see this world and like, wow, we're gonna keep struggling. And I, and you know, the other day I realized, well, the more I learn, the sadder I get. <laughs> but at the same time, it's our duty to learn because then yeah. we can be the social justice warriors that we want to be and help each other people out. Like. Like, I sat there and talked to my dad the other day about how, because, side note, there's a lot of, like, anti-blackness within Africans as well. But I was literally telling my parents, you know what? We are in this country, in this U.S. of A today. We owe it to black Americans that we were able to vote. We owe it to them that we're able to, you know, be where we are today. And, like, I think if anyone is thinking about voting, if anyone is not considering voting, if anyone is like, this isn't for them, just think about how like how far we've gone and how much we still have to go, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so on that note, I think that wraps up our podcast for this week. But yes. this is our obligatory PSA in case you <laughs> missed it on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, mm-hmm. TikTok. Any of the side of the street, apparently. The side of the street, just in case you missed it. There is an election going on. It there ends is. on November 3rd. The election is it not does. on November 3rd. It ends on November 3rd. So if, if you are able to vote, please do so if you have not already. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't mail in your ballot because it's after the 26th. So at this point, go drop it off, please. Go drop it off. And take your, like, you know, the cute selfie that people have been taking at the poll booth. Yeah. Poll I'm very booth, that I don't get, drop. like, a physical physical sticker sticker but 
2024. It's okay. Wait, in when's the FIFA? When's the we FIFA World Cup? We are two years away. Or no, no, uh-huh. not two years. It is what? next. Not next it? summer. It's the summer after <laughs> next, so two years. Okay. Okay, okay. That was random. Sorry, guys. But again, um, no one has sent us any mail yet. And, um, you know, we're getting kind of sad. So She's really taking it to heart. So please. Um, please. Even if it's hate mail, I will literally laugh at it. What? I want that? some. I, no, I don't want hate mail. Please, please be kind. Please be nice to us. We really are doing this as a hobby. If you want to give us constructive criticism, we are open to feedback. We'll take if there it. is something you are want we... us to talk about, or you want to shout out, or maybe if or you want to correct us, shout out. Yes. Or you, you maybe want to correct us because you know you sometimes we. So, We're all for fun it. fact about us: we love nuance. You want to add some nuance to our conversation? Go play for devil's it. advocate. Mm-hmm. Play devil's advocate. It. We are open to it. Um, <laughs> have a lovely rest of your week, and thank you for your time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Vote. <laughs> you work hard. Switching to Metro isn't. This holiday, there's zero fees to switch. Right now, get high-speed data for just 25 bucks a line for four lines. That's Metro's lowest price, period. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your holiday. Plus device sales tax with eligible port in a no T-Mobile service in past 180 days. One phone per line while supplies last. If new line deactivates, all lines lose four-line promo rate. Additional terms apply. Limited time offer. See Metro by T-Mobile.com.